I want you to do me a favor. Yeah, sure. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. What? Let it out. I want you to hit me. Trust me. Come on. Come on. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Hit me, baby, one more time. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Hit Me One More Time, the Nostalgia Reflection Podcast, where we look at the things we loved when we were younger and ask the question, is this good? With me is the man many would consider to be the Justin Timberlake of this podcast, and that is Nick Shermooksness. <laughs> Nick, hello. I'll take that. Like, out of all the things I've been compared to, Justin Timberlake was never one of them. Like, I got Napoleon Dynamite once, also Will Ferrell. Uh, one time, a couple times, Tom Brady, uh, depending on how you feel Greg. about Tom Brady. Um, and I think, don't quote me, I think someone said I reminded them of Ryan Reynolds. But I will also take Justin Timberlake. Hi, everyone. <laughs> okay. I didn't expect you to walk us through the cavalcade of people you've been. The, there's more, but I'm going to stop there. Okay. For me, it's mostly in my life, it's been. Um, Ralphie from A Christmas Story. I think I've I grown. See it. I think I've grown out of that a little bit, but that was like the hot one uh, for many, many years. I am actually. I am surprised how much I see that. Okay, I should have said <laughs> nothing, and I'm going to introduce our guest to make sure we stop talking about that. And uh, we have a wonderful guest this week, the one who brought our topic to us. It is Rocky Powell. Rocky, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm really excited to be here. We're very excited to have you. Now, Rocky, you have a show called Wild Nights with Rocky Powell. What is that all about for people who might not be aware? So my podcast is about, I have entertainers from all over the country, mostly comedians, but I've done a, you know, drag queen, a couple radio hosts, etc. And I have entertainers come from all over the country and basically tell a wild night story from their life. They relive it for us. And yeah, it's been really fun. Some of the stories are a little on the raunchier side. Some are a little more rated G, but they're still really wild. And I never know what the story the guest is going to tell before they tell it is. Um, so yeah, that that is what it is. Uh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. I'll have to uh, I'll have to connect you with a couple people. I briefly did stand up comedy and. Still have some some friends that do and some that are like recording albums and, you know, making Yeah, I would love so that. I have to connect you with them. I'm sure they have plenty of stories just from what I heard my brief time hanging out with them. Please do. Now, uh, have you ever interviewed on or had on your show any members of NSYNC? I haven't, but if I'm being truthful with you, I did email Joey Fatone and ask him if he would do the show because I have met him. I met him in person once in 2014, so I did email him um, and think I could get him on the show. He has not responded, and it's been I bet about a month or six weeks or so, so I pretty much think he left me on red, but I have asked him. <laughs> Well, I, I imagine at least one of them has to listen to this show. I mean, it's, it only makes logical sense to me. I'm imagining it's Chris Kirkpatrick. I don't know why. So, Chris, uh, since you're listening out there, go ahead and uh, get, get Joey on the line and tell him to respond to the email. Come on, man. But, but not Kirkpatrick. We're not asking you to come on the show. 
You know, I would take Chris on the show. I would I would take any member of NSYNC. That's a really good point, Nick. I didn't even realize that's what I <laughs> Hey Chris, nobody we don't want you on the show. Just kidding, Chris. If you want to come on I'm, this show. I'm I'm sticking it out for that's for so Patrick. funny. Well, that's right. We are talking in sync this week. This late 90s, early 2000s boy band was known for their hits, Tearing Up My Heart, It's Gonna Be Me, and Bye Bye Bye, as well as, of course, for spawning the career of Justin Timberlake. I guess that goes more to the Mickey Mouse Club, but I, I feel like modern day Justin Timberlake really branches more out of in sync than he does Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, this is the part of the show where we share our personal histories with the topic. Rocky, you brought this to us. You brought InSync here to the show. What is your history with InSync and why'd you pick them? So basically, what I will say about InSync is I loved them since the fourth grade, but I would be lying to you if I said I started out as an InSync fan. I myself was a Backstreet Boys fan in the fourth grade. And from there, my cousin, who was a few years older than me, she really liked NSYNC. And she said, you've got to hop on the NSYNC train. You've got to hop on the NSYNC train. So I did it. And I really never looked back. And I started having posters all over my room of NSYNC. I would get the teeny bopper magazines and everything. And I had my walls covered. But then Justin Timberlake had his own wall. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, he had his own wall. So, and then I would take the other four members of the band once my walls were completely full, and I started to put their pictures on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just curious. What do your walls look like now? Is um, on- <laughs> honestly, my bedroom walls. I have, um, a lot of framed art of Marilyn Monroe now. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. And hidden away in your closet, you still have a tiny shrine to Justin Timberlake? Well, you know what's funny? I used to throw him a birthday party every year. It started out as like a silly thing I would do. I had this New Year's resolution one year. I want to say it was, I started it in either 2000, I think 2014 I started it. I did five years in a row. But I had this New Year's resolution to celebrate smaller things more, you know, obscure holidays. And so his birthday is January 31st. And I told all my friends, I'm like, I'm going to throw a Justin Timberlake birthday brunch. And at first they were kind of like, okay, whatever. But I throw a really good party, always have. And I threw this, you know, for my apartment size, I threw like this kind of big all day brunch and we just listened to Justin Timberlake music all day and everybody got wasted and, you know, smoked and drank and, and had a really good time. A couple, one of my friends showed up in a fedora and it became a tradition. And the last one I threw because I moved apartments and then I haven't had one since I've been in my new apartment, but or I guess newer apartment, but yeah, the last one I threw was in 2018 when he was on the Super Bowl. Uh, he did the Super Bowl, so it became a Justin Timberlake birthday brunch slash Super Bowl party. That's that amazing. Is the yeah. wildest revelation anybody has dropped on this show. <laughs> that is, I, I want great. to become that level of famous that people that I will never know are just throwing a birthday party in my honor. 
Well, let's not say never. Maybe I'll meet him one day. The but night is currently young. Currently never. Currently <laughs> never, but but possibly later. Right. I mean, I would love to be just a fly on the wall. If you do somehow meet Justin Timberlake and, and you two just develop this this beautiful relationship, you know, you know, starting as a friendship, of course, you're just getting to know each other as human beings. Where it goes from there, who knows? Possibilities are endless. I want to be there the moment where you tell him about the birthday parties. I mean, oh, he's, yeah. he's on Twitter, right? Like we could just, when we like drop the episode, we could just be like, hey, fun fact about the episode at Justin, Tim, t- whatever the heck his Twitter handle is, like so, birthday parties. That, that's my tweet. That's So Chris Kirkpatrick, <laughs> after, you, after you get Joey Fatone onto Rocky's show, we need you to get Justin Timberlake on the line. And, <laughs> and uh, thanks. Bye. Yeah, thanks. I You're- bet you he has some wild nights too, Justin Timberlake. Oh, with, without a doubt. We have not even gotten to mine and Nick's history with NSYNC yet. Nick, <laughs> Nick, you got Does any history with NSYNC? I mean, no, not you can't beat Justin Timberlake birthday brunch. I, I mean, I, I can't at all. Listen, listen. Um, so we've we've done music on this show before, and my usual go-to is to say that I'm really bad when it comes to music. Like I listen to it, I also breathe oxygen, but I don't think about it a lot. Um, so while NSYNC was a band that I probably listened to and was familiar with and i certainly understood and appreciated the hype around them and backstreet boys and all of that all this is to say is that really actually i'm a hansen man um so nothing else really mattered after hansen um but i guess nsync is okay is that is that good enough yeah yeah man you're not getting graded <laughs> okay Thanks. I like Hanson um, too. I had a Hanson t-shirt and I got bullied for it by this one kid. It said Mbop on it and he said my t-shirt was stupid, so I never wore it again. Oh, he's stupid. Well, they're, a, they're an mm jerk. <laughs> and, hey, Hanson came back around. They stuck together as a group on like so many other boy bands and produced some actually pretty good music later in their career. Yeah. Yeah, they're still there. As far as I know, they are still. They definitely were still going strong pre-pandemic. I'm assuming that they're still active, uh, and um, they're still good. Like they make good music. Yeah, we are yeah. here to talk about Hanson now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll bring them on a later episode. We'll be, or if anyone's out there, mention Hanson, and we'll we'll bring you. I on. I totally thought you meant like I'll bring them on. Like they're going to be our guests in a future episode. I'm like, yeah, sure, great. When we Let's... when we drop this episode, we'll also at mention Kirkpatrick and ask him to talk to Hanson to bring them on I, the show. I don't think we should because I have some real embarrassing stuff I could reveal around Hanson that I would prefer not to bring up on this <laughs> show. And I bring this up only knowing that somebody will now pick Hanson in order for us to talk about it. But when it comes to in sync, my history is uh, it's somewhere between the two extremes here of Nick and, and Rocky. I've always enjoyed pop music. Like, even as a teenager, as a teenage boy especially, I was never really like a hater on it. I remember liking Backstreet Boys, and I was over at my friend Connor's house, um, and his friend James was there, and we both realized that we really liked uh, Backstreet's Back, and Connor couldn't believe this, that two of his friends would have this opinion and we just like for the rest of the day we're driving him crazy with that song so i've always had an enjoyment of pop music and i also watched with my sister all the time i think it was like vh1's like the top 40 music videos of the week or whatever we were super big into that we'd watch that every weekend 
and had so many opinions on the shifts and like the new songs that would come in and what would take over for number one. And I bring that up because I remember specifically when when Pop came out, the the InSync song Pop off their, their last <laughs> yeah. album. And that is like a very strange song for InSync, which we'll dig more into that. But also the music video was kind of strange. I just remember it very vividly. And we had a lot of opinions on Pop. And I didn't really like know them very well in sync in general. Like I, I realized going through some songs for this, was just things like a yeah. greatest hits playlist. And I got through the first five, which are those ones that we all know. And then it was like, uh, uh, nope, don't know, don't know that one. Nope. Okay. Don't know that one. I've maybe ironically listened to God must have spent a little more time on you once or twice. Oh, that's a good one. It's, I mean, it is, <laughs> you know, it's one of their, their greater ballads. But in general, I was never anything beyond a surface-level fan at the end of the day, I would say. Gotcha. That is our histories with the topic. Nick, would you mind telling us a bit more about the world's history with InSync? I will. And uh, upon researching this, this actually is, is, is going to be a long one. But hopefully it opens up some interesting discussion points. Here we go. InSync followed the successful Backstreet Boys after Chris Kirkpatrick had missed the cut for the latter. This seems to be a recurring thing with Kirkpatrick. Oh. We love you, I'm Chris. So, we love you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Kirkpatrick. To be fair, you were like richer and more famous than any of us. So. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's, he's doing okay. Yeah. Uh, American record producer and almost successful Ponzi scheme orchestrator Lou Perlman said he would help Kirkpatrick if he could find other male singers to join the group. It was actually Perlman himself who discovered Justin Timberlake through recordings from his time on the Mickey Mouse Club. Timberlake recommended J.C. Chazez? Chazez? I don't know why that was so hard. Who helped to join the group? They traveled to Florida uh, to search for a baritone, as you do, and encountered Joey Fatone, not a baritone, instead. Still, they ultimately did recruit Jason Galasso after several auditions. The name In Sync came from Timberlake's mom commenting on how In Sync, quote unquote, the group's singing voices were, and coincidentally, maybe too coincidentally, it syncs up with the last letter of each of their names, Justin Chris. How, I don't even know how to do this. Joey, Jason, and JC. I mean, that all sounds like crap to me. Uh, Jason Galasso ultimately dropped out of the group, citing that being a teen idol was not something he was interested in. Almost ruining the origins of the band name in the process, uh, they settled and found Lance Bass, whose name didn't work at all for the acronym, but agreed to the terrible nickname Lanston oh. to keep the name. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm saying this very heavily in sync. The group actually debuted in Germany, of all places, in October of 1996 and entered the top 10 by November of the same year. Just to be clear, top 10 of Germany. Uh, they toured around Europe, European and Asian territories before finally breaking into the U.S. While their initial album sales were sluggish, they picked up after Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I didn't actually mean to make this a pun. Backed out of a concert for a Disney program. Their debut album would eventually be certified diamond for shipments in excess of 10 million units uh the group went on hiatus in 2002 and never reformed though have still appeared together for various functions in the time since also something something justin timberlake will get into it right yeah we i mean we don't even have to talk about just justin timberlake the quadruple threat the the singer the dancer the actor the i'm probably i'm assuming great home chef justin timberlake yeah 
he brought we, sexy back he, or so I'm he told. did we, we had been missing sexy for years and then he was like hey guys i found it thank god <laughs> seriously yeah we don't we don't we don't need to talk about timberlake on this podcast we all know how great he is also, can I just, I just want to be like a little environmental for just a second, just a second here. But after like reading about how like their first album, you know, sold in excess of 10 million units. And now we know that the majority of those CDs or possibly even VHS tapes, I can't, not VHS tapes, uh, cassette tape. <laughs> did you get that new, <laughs> new sync album on VHS? <laughs> to be fair. Some of those two, uh, they're just in landfills or probably like a turtle's toking on them or something right now. On top of everything else that's sold in excess of no. millions of years. I just, I just want to yeah. say like, it's an amazing, by amazing, I mean terrible, like thing to think about how like this was such a, in, in human society, like such a big pop culture moment. And now it's garbage from a physical sense. Music's still good. Maybe. Yeah, physically. Yeah, there's so much waste with CDs and tapes and now record players. Everybody's got a record player. But yeah, CDs and tapes are just trash now. Literal trash. <laughs> I don't think they're in the trash. I think they're still on the, the floor of everybody's first car. They're like <laughs> they're under the seat now. If you still have your first car, go check under the passenger seat. That's where that NSYNC CD went. But I think they're still exactly. floating around in most of our lives somewhere. Oh, yeah. I didn't throw mine out. They're in my childhood bedroom, for sure. <laughs> the NSYNC albums are the friends you made along the way. Yeah. I, I was very surprised that they only had three albums. Yeah, that shocked me, too. Three I, mainstream albums. True. Uh, NSYNC, No Strings Attached, and then Celebrity was their last one. But they also had Home for Christmas, which came out in oh, 1998. Yes. Um, and then they did a number one request I guess, but it was just kind of a couple random songs that they did with Britney Spears that you could only buy at McDonald's. Makes, makes sense. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> Usually when a group puts out a Christmas album, they've been around for years and it's just like, okay, we don't want to put the effort into a new album. So we'll just do, but, we'll just do a Christmas album. But they were like, no, second thing. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I funny. Was, yeah, I just wanted to chuckle. <laughs> and I I obviously had the Christmas album. I got it for Christmas in 98. And um, the only song I would listen to on there was the Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, the one that was mainstream. Oh, yes. Then they had one or two other good ones. But for me, it was not an album I would listen to from front to back. No. But I owned it. Yeah, I'll still hear that. Uh, that the. The, the, but, but what's the word that Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays? I'll still hear yeah. that sometimes. Like that still comes up in playlists that people will make. You know, because you need like you know you got you got your Bing Crosby going, and you just need like a little bit of like a fun '90s pop hit in there. Oh, absolutely. Can, can I can I share a story? Uh, always. Um, so I, I'm I'm taking it back to Hanson for a second. Uh, but speaking <laughs> of Christmas albums. Uh, I distinct this is a this is a breaking news for the podcast. Um, I remember distinctly sitting at whatever old computer I had in I'm assuming the early 2000s and spending an afternoon just retyping the lyrics of the Hanson Christmas album. Oh, no. That that was my <laughs> afternoon just re-record and I did this for a few things. Actually, I also did this with the animated Mighty Ducks movie um if anyone remembers the anime my like we gotta bring that on the show but i basically sat in front of a boom box with recording capabilities and basically played the movie on the tv while hitting 
record on the boom box. And then I did it so many times because I kept screwing up when I had to switch the cassette tape. Um, all this is to say is that I have or had a lot of time on my hands. Uh, back to you in sync. Okay, what other crazy revelations can we make on this podcast? Rocky's throwing birthday brunches for Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Nick's typing up transcripts for Mighty Ducks movies. I got to find something wild. Uh, I will say this. When I when their album came out in the year 2000, the No Strings Attached one, I think I was in uh, 7th or 8th grade, and I told all my friends that they had to buy the album that day to make Insinko number one. And then I sat on my living room floor and learned all the lyrics to every song on that album. Because, you know, you remember how CDs used to have all the lyrics oh, yeah. in the mm -hmm. pamphlet? So mm -hmm. that's how I spent the, the day or the evening, I guess. Now, more importantly, how many of them are still your friends? Like, did they come through for you or did they fail you miserably? So one of the girls from the group is still my friend. I was actually her maid of honor in her wedding a couple of years ago. She and she's pregnant now. Shout out to Megan. Um, she is. Uh, she got the album. I think it came out on a Tuesday, and then she had, she bought it on like a Thursday or Friday. And I was mad, obviously. Um, I was like, "Girl, we had to get this on the day of," but she did end up getting it. And I don't think she was like a big CD person, so she did that. Or her love of NSYNC, but mainly probably her love of me. Now, out of curiosity, and I don't care about the gender of the baby, but is she planning <laughs> on naming the baby either Justin, JC, Chris, Joey, or Lanson? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> well, that's just I mean, that's not don't, cool. Don't write it off yet. <laughs> I've heard I've heard some of the baby name options, and none of them are that. <laughs> so you got it. You have to work as hard as you did back then to get her to buy the album. You've I know. You got to get Lance on this sheet <laughs> on the short list. That's funny. That album, the No Strings Attached, I think we all most famously remember, and by all, I mean uh, Rocky and myself, Nick, I'm not sure if this ever crossed your radar, but, you know, there's all them on the cover is them being like the marionettes, but that was also like in the Bye 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 music video, mm -hmm. and that was such a big thing around that time. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know why, but that like everybody knew about that. Well, the the origin behind the reason the album was called No Strings Attached was because of Lou per Perlman ha that he mm. brought up. Lou Perlman, they no longer were under his label and under his control, so they had no strings attached. So this was kind of like they're coming out as no longer under his his you know spell or whatever or under his hand so that's why but they were marionettes to him so that's why they that was why that album was no strings attached i would like to imagine perlman wow. as like a literal wizard um that put a spell on them contract have you ever seen him uh, i saw his picture while combing through wikipedia uh-huh is that is that like an affirmative oh. that he's like a wizard or okay no? wow that is not what i expected him to look like no, he kind of looks like one of the dinosaurs from the TV show Dinosaurs. He does. He does look like the dad. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> to think that that's the guy that thanks to him we have we have in sync. That's uh, that's interesting bit of history though. I had I had no idea that, that that there was actual depth to it. I thought they were like, hey, you know, it'd be fun if we were just marionettes dancing around and then dancing like Pinocchio with no strings. <laughs> 
instincts deep. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Yeah, 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 so deep yeah. that I do yeah. want to read yeah. some of these lyrics. Uh, let's we'll, we'll start with "Bye, bye, bye," because I just always love the beginning part of "I'm doing this tonight." You're probably gonna start a fight. I know this can't be right. Hey, baby, come on. So much, just so much poetry in those lyrics. Oh, you were done. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can keep going. I know that I can't take it no more. It ain't no lie. I want to see you out that door. But baby, bye, bye, bye. I think you have a future on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can only hope. Their songs, um, their popular songs were all like either, they were either, I'm going to break up with you or we're broken up and you're going to get back together with me. Yeah, that was the theme. Doesn't sound very healthy. No. With with bye bye bye, I remember this is just goes to show you the innocence of children. A girl I was friends with in middle school, she ran up to me after that song came out, and there in the chorus it says just another player in your game for two. Yeah. But she I remember her running up to me and going they, the song sounds like Justin's not a player in your game for two. And both of us were like, oh my God, he's not a player. <laughs> but like, we're just little girls. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Another song that I, I love, and I will stand by, I think is actually my favorite InSync song, Tearing Up My Heart. Tearing mm. Up My Heart is still great. You you cannot convince me otherwise. But what I love is that in one of the, the verses, it's baby, I don't understand just why we can't be lovers. Baby, I don't understand just why we can't be lovers. That <laughs> that word choice. <laughs> why hey, why can't we be lovers? You know, we get along great. We've we've gotten a couple dates. Why can't we just be lovers? Hey, hey, just out of curiosity, uh, I was wondering if we could be lovers. Why can't we be? <laughs> I'm going to take this to the next the next level. Lovers. If, oh. if, if only, like, not that I, I, I don't actually want to be on Tinder anymore, but I, I do think like that would be a great, like, you put that in your profile on, like, a dating app or whatever. It's like, why can't we be lovers? Uh, and then get <laughs> no swipes. <laughs> you, you'd be, because you'd of have, your screen name. Right. You'd have one person who would probably think it's amusing, but it would just like, they would be like, yeah, hey, I get that lyric and then, you know, disconnect immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Nick, I like that there's kind of some awkward pauses as we try to think about what deep things can we talk about? Oh, no, Nick, I was going to, I was going to ask you as someone oh, who no, didn't no. have a, a long history with sync, listening to it now as a 30 year old man. Uh, what did you yeah. think? What songs did any songs stand out to you? Did any of you secretly add to a playlist you're going to listen to later? I did not add any to a playlist. Um, Disappointment. <laughs> I know, I'm not. I'm not going to be one of Rocky's. I'm not. Gonna, she's not going to be the <laughs> bridesmaid at my my wedding now. Um, Are you sure? I throw an excellent party. You've heard already. <laughs> well, I, I just mean because I failed as an NSYNC fan. But I mean, if you're game, I, you're you're welcome. <laughs> um, 
I, so typical me, uh, despite the fact that I was listening to this for the podcast, so you think you're supposed to be a little more analytical. I put it on while I was drawing uh, and driving and mostly sort of zoned out. Now, that is to say that I didn't pause at any point except when I was done listening. Um, I didn't, I didn't stop listening. Basically I just put it on and I never felt offended or like, okay, like this is hurting my ears or anything. It's, yeah. it's, it's sugary, shallow pop music in many ways, but like, it's still pretty catchy. Certainly like, you know, their big singles like tearing up my heart or bye, bye, bye. Um, but I would say that none of the other songs beyond the signal sort of jumped out at me and was like, Oh, I need to, let me pay closer attention to this. Not even it makes me ill. <laughs> no, actually, I take that back. I take that back. What the God must have spent a little more time on you did stick out to me a bit. And I was trying to figure out how I could use that line on my fiance. <laughs> um, Just so. So, yeah, so there was one. There was one song. Pick up, pick up the guitar, learn to play the guitar, learn this song and sing it to her. Yeah, I do own a guitar that I did actually start trying to learn around when we first met. I'm not saying it helped or not. Maybe it did. She can come on and confirm. Uh, I have since stopped trying to play it. So, yeah. I bet she'd love that. That's a great song. I'm telling you, give It Makes Me Ill another listen. It's on No Strings Attached. That one's really good. Well, but that one, though, I listened to that one today. Isn't that one that... Uh, she in this i'm talking about the fictional she that they're always singing to in these songs mm-hmm. that, that she is now with somebody else and, correct and they're like no they're not they're not good for you uh come back to me actually there is a great line uh that that he where he talks about um oh man i i hate that i did not have the lyrics pulled up fast enough okay yeah here we go He's not the type you said you liked. His style is whack. Clothes are bad. <laughs> I love that. His style is whack. And then later, it's like, call me a hater if you want to, but I only hate on him because I want you. He's not the type you said you liked. His style is whack. Clothes are bad. Come on, girl. Let him go. I want you back. Call me a hater if I want to, but I only hate on him because I want you. Okay, these are lyrics that were written for Boys For Now on Bob's Burgers. I was I was I was wondering when Boys for Now was gonna come up on this show. Right. Can I also just say I I get that they're songs, but like how do you know so much about your ex's current partner? Like I know people make unhealthy relationship choices, but just the idea of like a song that's supposed to sound like somewhat catchy romantic or whatever, like the fact that they're like a like aware of some like meaningful stuff about their new partner strikes me as a little odd. Oh, I think you make a great point about that because the time of when that song would have come out, social media, I mean, the most you had was someone's AOL profile and an away message. So yeah, how did they have all this information? You wrote about him in your AOL away message. <laughs> and, <laughs> and all I know and that is his lyrics, style. You called him your lover. <laughs> yeah, his, his style is whack. You quoted our own lyrics back to us. <laughs> That was another thing. My AOL, I mean, my, um, I said AOL, but my first screen name, I had CompuServe. Um, so that's embarrassing. But my first screen name was JRT Rocks, one, two, three, four. JRT standing for Justin Randall Timberlake. <laughs> you were, you went Even hard on the Justin Timberlake train. Oh, yeah. Randall of all like, middle names. E- yeah. Even having the posters 
you know, I'm like, okay, a lot of a lot of girls would do that. The brunch thing, I can get into that on an ironic level, but knowing the middle name, that is true fandom right there. No, no, I I mean, I think I mean, I can't speak for the early 2000s in terms of information except I mean, I can cuz I was there and it wasn't particularly great. It's more <laughs> I, I don't so I believe that you would know their middle name possibly, but it's that, that you also made sure to include it in the screen name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. AOL, AIM, Messenger, all that. That's... Can we get those on the show? Is there a way How? for us to talk about? How would we? Are, are it's, we gonna... nostalgic. I don't know. I'm just. We can watch like a YouTube video. Are we going to talk same? about what songs we picked for our away messages? Was there anything more dramatic at that point in our lives than figuring out what to say while you ran to the bathroom for five minutes? <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm assuming we're all similar in age. Mm. I'm, I heard you say he's 30. I'm 32. I'm actually 32. I'm 32. I, I was going to was gonna let it sit, you know, oh, just to be 30 oh, so I again. But, but <laughs> I, I am almost 33. Oh, to be 30 again. But I was going to say, since we're around the same age, maybe you guys would agree with me that when we were really coming of age, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, and putting up an away message, all that emo dashboard and Ben folds five and taking back Sunday, all of them were really popular. And I felt like that was great away message material, Mm. all those songs. Oh yeah. Oh, dashboard, especially, which I made fun of dashboard pretty hard back in the day. And here's the thing. I never listened to them once, (gasps) but I, I I I was a poser that you, that you said that you didn't hate on NSYNC at all, but somehow dashboard crossed the line. And, and yeah. the thing is now, like now, I have no problem with dashboard. Like it's not my style of music. I don't really care for it. But for some reason, yeah, when I was around 15, 16, I had this strange vendetta against emo music. I I don't know what it is. I think largely uh, because Nick, the message board that you and I spent so much time on, a lot of people there had a vendetta against emo music. And I was like, yeah, you're my only friends. And uh, here we <laughs> That's are. That's true. It's yeah, that that makes sense. The I, there's not really any in sync song that would have been good for the away message, especially not not bye 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 or gone. Okay, okay, just, or all right, fine, just keep <laughs> <laughs> take take that back, take it back. There's one. Well, here, here's here's a lyric from God. Must spend a little more time on you. That as I was showing it to my girlfriend today, <laughs> not not like not in a way of like, hey baby. Uh, I got a song that I, I really expresses my feelings for you more in like want to hear the most nineties love song ever, uh, which it, it a hundred percent is, but there's Absolutely. Your love is like a river, peaceful and deep. Your soul is like a secret that I never could keep. What does that mean? Mm, I mean, it means so much. It means wow. something. It means. But what does it, yep. Nick? What does it mean? It, um, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Mm, yep. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I think. Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say maybe it was the best suited lyric for the song. <laughs> it, it's every. <laughs> it's every cliche. It is. It is like we just need like a ballad. Go take lyrics from every other '90s boy group romance song and just mash them together. Like it, it sounds deep in a way. You know, your love is like a river, peaceful and deep. But as you like read through it or listen to it, 
it really is like the most shallow love song ever. I mean, I'm not against the idea that an early version of Skynet wrote the lyrics for Instinct um, and other groups. Not Hanson, though. They wrote all their own songs, but definitely everyone else. <laughs> you are a real, real defender of Hanson. Yeah, are you in Hanson? Nick, Nick, if you're in Hanson, you have <laughs> oh to tell God. us. Otherwise, it's I entrapment. wish. I'm pretty sure I remember sitting in a car driving through Maine and I had like these little unauthorized biographies of the Hanson brothers and they each had their own book. Nick, and Nick, 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 that was my dark revelation about Hanson. I also Sorry. had those books. Oh, oh, perfect. Okay, so you've heard it here first. David and I both. <laughs> we, yeah. And those were definitely, those were definitely aimed at girls. Those were definitely I, I, not aimed for 13-year-old boys to have. I think you and I are very open-minded and aren't constrained by typical bullshit gender normativity. Sure, that's... Um, that's sure. A.K.A. Hanson. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I remember like really wishing that like I had my own unauthorized... <laughs> Hanson autobiography or whatever <laughs> that I was like Nick Hanson. Yeah. Oh man. Whew. Have you guys listened to uh for the girl who has everything? If you want to talk about shallow love song lyrics, no. Uh, so the for, it's on the same album as God must have spent a little more time on you in sync. It's on that album, and basically it's about a girl who's very shallow. And so they say, for the girl who has everything, I bring you love. Wow. And I once watched on VHS a backstage pass, you know, those mashup videos where they would make home movies for groups and stuff mm -hmm. in like the late 90s, early 2000s. And so I watched one of those. And um, Justin Timberlake, I think, was playing at a piano or JC maybe. And they were playing at a piano and they were singing for the girl who has everything. But instead of saying, I bring you love, he says, I, I'll bring you. Oh, it was for the girl who eats everything. I bring you fudge, cookies and stuff. And that's what he like played on the piano. And randomly, I think of that throughout my life. It'll just pop in my head. Better if that was if that was the lyrics to the song. If just in the middle of this, that was what they started singing. Instant hit. We would still be playing <laughs> on the radio today. Well, let's just be clear. If someone has everything, then they also already have love. Well, they were saying the one thing she didn't have was love in the song. So for the girl who has everything materialistically, I bring you love. Uh, I don't know. It it was it was good. It was smooth. It was a smooth R and B song. I would say pop R and B. Now, Rocky, I want to I want to ask you because pop was different for NSYNC, and I just want to know you're as such a big NSYNC fan while yes. they were hot and current. What was your feelings about pop when that came out? Oh, huge, huge, huge pop music fan. So. I was, I think, in fourth grade when I started watching TRL, and I got this Lola Bunny Trapper Keeper from the movie Space Jam, Lola Bunny, and mm -hmm. I had all this loose leaf paper in there, and I would write down the top 10 songs of the day and what position the song was the day before what position the song was that day. And then I had a column for like, I was basically like the secretary for TRL that was not um, 
getting paid. <laughs> and I did that from like fourth grade to like sixth or seventh grade and then continued to watch TRL until I was 18. My cousin, who was the one that had made me like in sync when I was a little girl, uh, she took me there when I was 19. We went to see TR- TRL live in the studio, Sum 41, T-Pain, uh, TI, they were all there. So I was a um, big pop music fan. First, I love the information you get. And I just love the idea that you were like one day waiting for TRL to call you up and like, hey, we lost the sheet. We need to know who was number one today. Uh, I, I should have specified. I like that. I like what, I, what I was it. actually asking was about the NSYNC song, Pop, but oh, I love oh, where that oh, went oh. anyway. Music in general. Um, I loved Dirty Pop. I went to the con. I mean, I've been to countless insane concerts, but I was at that concert. Uh, yeah, it was it was fun. It was a fun song, and it was a fun song to kind of, you know, become a teenager to. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like fresh. I think my no, I think it was before freshman year because Justin Timberlake went on tour my with Christina Aguilera my freshman year of high school. So, yeah, it was maybe 8th grade. I don't know. You know, you get to hear those songs at the dances in school and everything and um you're kind of, you know, hanging out with people more, partying, becoming a little adult. So, yeah, I loved that song and the time period of that song. I like the idea that NSYNC was like the line of now I'm a little adult. Yeah, well, that CD was like growing and involving with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many ballpark figure? How many NSYNC concerts did you go to? Oh man, uh, well, I know the f- first one I didn't go to, but my parents didn't have HBO, and they were playing Madison Square Garden, and I was so upset that I wasn't at the concert that my parents ordered HBO that night, <laughs> and I got to watch it live, and then That's from low. there. I think, I mean, I think I'd been to four NSYNC concerts and probably about seven to nine Justin Timberlake concerts. Wow. When was the last JT concert? JRT, sorry. JRT. Uh, the last Justin Timberlake concert I went to was in March of 2018 at the Prudential Center in Jersey. I saw him live. Oh, hey, Nick, we saw, we saw it twice there. Um, I saw Justin Timberlake live at the Char- the concert for Charlottesville. Um, after mm. somebody d- did horrible things that we don't need to get to on this podcast, right? Um, but uh, Dave Matthews, who is from the area, got all these people together, and JT uh, put on a show with I can't remember the, the name of the band. I feel really bad that I don't remember, but it was a it was a great show. I mean the the guy. Again, we don't need to talk about how great he is because we all know he's an amazing performer. It was a massive, it was a massive stadium that was terrible for some artists, great for others. And he just, his brief time up there, he was commanding it. We were, we could not get enough of him. He's a star for sure. So yeah, I've seen him. And then I, I saw him, I think in, uh, 2013 and I saw him in the third row and Whoa. from then on I never sat or a few months prior in 2013 I had seen him with a friend at the Yankee Stadium with Jay-Z me and my friend were on the floor actually right across from Jessica Beale on the other side she was like in some gated off area but we were on the other side and um i saw him there then a few months later i saw him on the floor again in the third row and then from then on i was like i will never go to a justin timberlake concert where i'm not in the first three rows that's fair 
I mean, yeah. Gotta, we get it. Gotta be in the <laughs> splash zone. <laughs> Is there anything we haven't talked about with sync? just as we're starting to get kind of low on time here? Is there anything we haven't talked about yet that anybody wanted to bring up? Probably a lot. I know, right? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, what I write down here? JC Chazay also had his, his own spinoff album, too, called Schizophrenic. Mm, that's an individual. Uh, uh, nope, not at all. And but it was a good album, and so that was something. So you know, careers weren't ended when InSync ended, and yeah, they were a great band, and a lot of their songs still hold up. Oh no, yeah, they uh, their careers did not end because we're gonna play a little game here in a second. Oh yay! About oh, no. the the careers of some of them. Uh, d- don't worry, Nick. I haven't decided in which way you're gonna lose this one yet. Uh, but is there anything, Nick, for you that that stuck out of InSync? Um, they're fun. Great, asked and answered. <laughs> then we will play a little game here. Uh, that's I am calling, and the rest. And the rest. Obviously, we know about Justin Timberlake's career. Everybody, you and your mother all know about JT's career. But as we've mentioned. There were other members of the band who also have had careers of their own. So here is just some highlights of of their careers. I will name a thing that they have done that's been part of their career, and you tell me what member it is. Okay. Um, we'll just we'll go ahead and do this in the usual fashion of both of you can give me a guess, and we'll see who has the most correct there at the end. I will be very curious to see how many of these that uh, rocky you just know okay (laughs) me too (laughs) so the first one like justin timberlake this member got his start on the mickey mouse club and later became a judge on america's best dance crew uh jc shaza shaza i will also go with jc shaza it was jc shaza oh that's one that's gonna be the only one well we'll see about that this member provided the voice for Chip Skylark on the Fairly Odd Parents. Is oh, do I go Lance. first? I mean, it doesn't matter. I think, I think it's a free for all. Lance Bass. Um, I'll say Joey Fatone. Ooh, no, it was Chris Kirkpatrick. Ah, uh, the the underdog Kirkpatrick left out again. <laughs> what? Hey, he was a recurring character on that show. I just oh, you mean from, from your from your choices? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Kirkpatrick. This member provided the voice for Sephiroth in the original Kingdom Hearts game. Lance Bass. Um, I'll say Joey Fatone again. I feel like Joey's done voices for something. It Nick was correct. It was Lance Bass. Did you know that one actually? Did did I? Yes, yeah. I did know that. Yeah, I thought I thought that one might be tucked in there somewhere for you. It, it was a good segue between something else nerdy, like that kind of helped me like guide into the the answer, but. It was yeah. such it was such a uh, like dramatic thing uh, that Lance Bass was the voice of Sephiroth, like the first the first voiced Sephiroth in a video game because he's this dark, brooding character, and people were like Lance Bass from InSync. <laughs> he was the base of InSync. True, Lance Bass, some might call Let- it anyway. <laughs> yeah. After InSync, this member went on the show Mission Man Band which looked to make a successful group called Sure Shot out of members of former boy bands. This is classic Chris Kirkpatrick behavior, if I ever saw it. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, I'll go with Kirkpatrick as well. You're both correct. It was indeed Chris Kirkpatrick. I didn't actually know. I just totally wrote on Rocky's. <laughs> Rock, right. Rocky was right. Chris Kirkpatrick has a few times really tried to grab that spotlight again. Well, <laughs> and just to be clear, the, the the band that they were trying to create on the show was called Sure Sure Hit. Sure, sure Shot was the, sure the name shot. of the group. Sure, which oh boy, what a name! Did not did not um. It was not a sure mission. Yeah, mission they were a sure not. Sure also, not. Uh, what was the name of the show? Mission Man Band. Mission Man because they were all made from boy bands. So it was Mission mm. Man Band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. This right. member appeared on season seven of Dancing with the Stars and took third with his partner, Lacey Schwimmer. This sounds like a Joey Fatone, whatever his name is. Fatone? Something? Yeah, Fatone. Um, I, you may be right about Joey Fatone. I'm going to go with Lance Bass, though, maybe. And Rocky would be right. That was Lance Bass. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was Joey. Who can tell me? which member was on season four of Dancing with the Stars and took second with his partner, Kim Johnson. Joey Fatone. I'll also say Joey Fatone. That is Joey Fatone. And this member appeared as the rabbit on The Masked Singer and came in fourth. Hmm. Is it J.C. Chazet? I am gonna say Chris Kirkpatrick. It was once again Joey Fatone. Oh yeah. And this is this one is my favorite for so many reasons. I knew about this even before today. It was kind of my inspiration for this game. But this member almost went to space as part of the TMA1 mission from Russia and underwent several months of cosmonaut training, but when his financial backing <laughs> fell through, he did not go on the mission. Instead, they had to put Something of equal weight on the shuttle instead. I'll say Joey on this one. Uh, Lance Bass. Nick is right. It yes, is it was Lance Bass. Bass. You're right, Nick. Oh, yeah, you're right. I I mean, I just pulled that out of my butt. And Nick, but, Nick congratulations. Uh, you're the winner. No. Yes. Yeah, you, you crushed no. it. One point. Oh, my gosh. Wow, I, Rocky, I never win these quizzes. I, well, I, I was too busy, you know, working on Justin Timberlake's post-instinct career <laughs> to pay attention to the other guys, and now I regret that. I regret that decision. <laughs> it, all, it all came down to this. Lance Bass. I, oh, go ahead. I love that. No, I just want to say I love that that he ultimately couldn't go on the rocket because his funding r- ran out. Like, I, I feel like someone could have pulled through or they could have just been like, you know what? Like, this is good. Maybe good PR. Like, right. We'll put you on the rocket. Like <laughs> there, there was a few, like, it wasn't just like they didn't want to, to pay it, but part of it was also the insurance. Like, I think he underwent a surgery not too long before he was supposed to go. Um, uh, and it just like, it was just a number of things kind of worked together. Cause they, they, a big part was of it was that the brands who were backing him did not want their image tarnished if Lance Bass were to die on the mission. Makes sense. It does, yes. Lance Bass apparently, though, is a huge, like this wasn't. It was partially a publicity stunt, absolutely. But he also is like really big into space advocacy and like really pushes for space ex- exploration and space flight, which I think is really rad. And I just, I've just come to respect Lance Bass more over the years than maybe yeah. I did as a, as a teenager, probably who, who made fun of him as I made fun of every boy band while secretly listening to their albums at night. 
Now we love you, Lance. If you're listening, we do love you, Lance. And please come on the show, uh, Chris. Chris, after you call up Joey, and then you you know you you swing on over to Justin. Go ahead and get Lance Bass on the line for us. Thanks, man. <laughs> is is Chris Kerbacker going to be like the 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 was it the Matt Damon of the of the late night TV show? Like we're just about to invite Kirkpatrick on, and then it's like, oh, we ran out of time. Yes, sounds like it. This we say this with all the love, Chris Kirkpatrick. This is the part of the show now where we ask the question, does this stay in the Hall of Memories or is it worth visiting today? Rocky, you brought in sync here to us. Now we're all in our 30s listening to this music. How did you feel? Was it terrible to hear or did you find yourself having a good time? Will you listen to more? What do you think? I will always listen to more. I have a bunch of InSync on my workout playlist. And when I decide, you know, I'm in the mood to listen to them, I do. And I always will. Short and sweet. I like it. Nick, mm-hmm. what about you? Um, I mean, I wasn't really listening to him before Rocky brought it the, the topic. I can't say for sure I'm going to go like add them into my very expansive long playlist called songs i like i might actually add one or two you know what i'm gonna say here first i'm gonna add one or two i have to go back and actually listen to them but so i I don't think i think in the, the grand scheme of things is it a music is it music that i like gravitate towards nowadays no i mean if you're really not into sort of like this the sugary sappy boy bands of the late 90s uh you're probably not gonna feel it again today um but that doesn't mean that the songs aren't fun like i mean i don't think music is something you have to always take super seriously um so if you're just looking for some fun shallow light music um probably about unhealthy relationship dynamics into your repertoire um, (laughs) or rotation whatever you want whatever r word you want to use in there um yeah i mean go for it uh I, i don't think it's hard to say like did it age well or not i mean maybe uh chaze's um debut solo album did not age well in terms of names um but the music is it's still fun so yeah uh, listen to hansen <laughs> another hansen <laughs> plug right at the end i, I think i think that in sync is as good as they've always been i don't think that their music quality has changed in any way shape or form obviously music now is much different than it was when they were at their height. And I still enjoy pop music. I'm very big into K-pop, but typically now my interests are much more with stuff like Tallest Man on Earth and and The Shins and Andrew Bird. Like that's more in Nico Case. That's more what I kind of gravitate towards nowadays. But that's not music I can put on uh, on a road trip with friends or hanging out with people of, of a similar age and we're all going to scream out the lyrics and just have a fun time uh, dancing to the whatever beats they were making back then. Like there is a, a reason why this is a group that will still like pick for for those moments. Part of it's nostalgia. Part of it is because the music is just it's just fun. And I don't think that has changed in any way, shape, or form. They're not my number one group. They're great for workout playlists, as as Rocky said. It's because mm. it's like it's upbeat stuff. It's a good tempo to to keep to on the treadmill, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I have no problem with In Sync. Don't think they have diminished. I think that times have changed. 
but they are as good as they always were. So your mileage may vary, though some of their ballady songs are now so cheesy, they're more comical than anything. Like you put Taryn on my heart, and I'm going to soulfully sing that, uh, partially to my girlfriend or my dog, whoever's in the room with me at the time. But some of their more ballady type songs, I think are a little cheesier these days. Those ones may not have aged as well. Please the, listen to for the girl who has everything. Well, we'll we're going to put a clip in so people will people will hear it. There's going to be lots of NSYNC peppered throughout this. <laughs> I mean, for you two, for your personal repertoires, listen to that song when this is over. <laughs> All right, Nick, you have homework. You have homework. Those are our opinions. Of course, we want to hear yours. Let us know. Hit me one more time. dot com slash contact. All the ways to reach out. Let us know your thoughts on NSYNC. Which songs? Do you still sing? Which songs have you always loved? And uh, do you wish that uh, JRT would would give you the one thing you don't have, which is love? We want to hear about it. (laughs) Rocky, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you guys so much for having me. I had a blast. I love talking about NSYNC. It was great. Where can people find you should you wish to be found? Absolutely. Uh, Please, if you're interested in having a laugh with me on my podcast, follow Wild Nights with Rocky on TikTok and Instagram. I'm on Twitter at Wild Nights Pod. And my podcast is on Spotify, Apple, Google, Simplecast, YouTube, Wild Nights with Rocky Powell. Check it out. Nick, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Palblam Shazam underscore art or on Twitter at Palblam Shazam. And people can find me under the username Davluz, D-A-V-L-U-Z, Twitter and Instagram. Find me there. Hit me one more pod is our socials for the show. So follow us, like us, all that good stuff. Listening audience, thank you so much for being here today. We do this show for you. We do this show because of you. Remember, you can't move forward if you're always looking back. We'll see you next time. Hey!